Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, February 15th. I hope everybody's staying warm. I hope you're having a good winter. I hope you're having a good 2017 so far. We're already six weeks into it. We just got through uh, Valentine's Day last night. and We've got a great show this evening. Our special guest who will be out in a few minutes is Benjamin Ritter. He's written a book called The Essentials. He is a, uh, I guess you would call him a dating life coach, dating consultant, relationship expert, and a leader in a field of public health and interpersonal dynamics. And uh, I went through his book this week, uh, The Essentials, and we're going to be talking to him about that and more in a few minutes. But first, let's kick off the show and just uh, do a general overview as to what's going on and uh, level set a little bit. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. I hope everybody got through that. Uh, It's a pressurized day for people, particularly for guys, because they're not sure kind of what they do. And uh, a lot of times the initial thought is, geez, uh, I want to get her lingerie. This way I can see her wear it. And Valentine's Day is supposed to be romantic. But I always say that, you know, if you have not slept with the woman yet, don't give her lingerie on Valentine's Day because you're putting too much pressure on her. She knows you want to sleep with her. And you'll get there if she decides you'll get there when she wants to get you there. But buying her lingerie on Valentine's Day is more of a present for you than for her. So you've got to do something that's to make it successful. You've got to do something a little more personalized. You've got to take action and listen. You've got to pay attention. You've got to make sure that you hear what she's been telling you about her places she likes to go, things she likes to do, maybe that bottle of wine that she really enjoyed. Maybe it's that sushi restaurant that she mentioned. Maybe it's that concert that she wanted to go to that maybe wasn't your thing, but maybe someplace she wanted to go and see a particular band or whatever. Point is, got to make it about the other person. If you're single and you're not attached, I think Valentine's Day is a really good night to get out there with your buds, if you're a guy or just on your own and uh, have a good time. And maybe you'll meet a group of ladies who are out there doing the same thing. I totally encourage ladies to get out there on Valentine's day. If they're single with their girlfriends and have some fun, there's lots of single people out there and uh, it's a good time to get together because love is, is is in the air. Uh, if you're in a couple's relation, you know, a couple relationship, there's also a lot of pressure because, you know, you go out to eat your dinner and they jack up the prices. The prices of flowers are jacked up. You got to pick the right thing, the right idea. So I got my wife a couple of things, but the main thing I did for her was I put together a bookcase for my son, my three-year-old son's books. It took me five hours and it was painstakingly annoying. It's, you know, you have to put in those, those little screw type pieces and then you put a, another, uh, another thing that goes in the screw and then you turn it. Excuse me, I, 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 I lost for words as to what you call those pieces right now, but they've kind of taken over. It's kind of in the uh, Ikea way of doing things. But, you know, the instruction manual was... 10 it was 10 different steps and uh the last step i thought it'd be the easiest turned out to be the hardest putting in some brackets at the very end but five hours later i got it done and my wife was very pleased so you could call that romantic because i did something that she didn't want to have anything to do with and uh it had to get done and i did it when she wanted it done 
without her having to ask me. So that's one way of looking at Valentine's Day. So I hope you all got through that and you made it about your partner and think the same way going forward with your partner. Think about putting them first. And if you do that, it'll start to become, you'll get a little muscle memory there and you won't be so focused, particularly if you're a guy, you won't be so focused on yourself. And uh, I know how it is. Even though I'm a guy's guy, it's easy to be ego driven and selfish and think about what I want instead of what the woman wants. And I did that for many years, but managed to get through it all and have a wonderful, wonderful relationship with my wife. But um, it's, it's an easy habit to fall into where guys think about themselves and they might be thinking that they're sensitive, but usually it's they're sensitive about themselves. They're not sensitive to and paying attention to the details the way the ladies do. So anyhow, Hope the guys got through Valentine's Day and can keep rolling and uh, hope the ladies got through it and don't take anything personally. If you're not connected with somebody right now or attached, that doesn't mean you won't be. My number one piece of advice for people who want to make a romantic connection is you've got to make room in your, if you want love, you've got to make room in your heart for new love. You've got to clear it out. You've got to make some room for it. So look inside and see if your heart's closed or if it's open and if you made room for somebody new. And I think if you do that, it sounds simple, it sounds trite, but if you really just go through the process slowly, maybe through meditation or whatever, I think you'll find that really helps out. What else is happening here? Okay, we've got in the news, we've got all kinds of stuff about Donald Trump today with his supposed Russian connections and all of that. And it's really wild where we have... uh, uh, in such a short period of time with his presidency, the controversy and the chaos going on and the anxiety and it's going in, you know, the winter season and people are really, it's like, wow, they're, it, people are flipped out over this because uh, they don't know where this is going to lead. Now you've got a Russian warship off the coast of Connecticut, 30 miles away. You had some one, I think off Delaware yesterday, you have them, uh, kind of buzzing our warships. This is crazy stuff. And I think uh, we've got to get to the bottom of what was going on. Why were there some, was there so much communication between Donald Trump's campaign and the Russians, particularly when even he admits that there was hacking involved to help him get elected. This is like new territory. So uh, let's see how the, let's see how our government, let's see how our Congress, let's see how our Senate and judiciary people, Department of Justice, let's see how they handle it. I think where Trump made his big error was, you know, he picks a fight with everybody, but I think the last people in this country you want to pick a fight with are the, uh, the intelligence people. Uh, and uh, because uh, they've got a long memory and uh, they have the goods on, they can pretty much build the case on anybody. So you got to be careful before you um, has to who, just like in life, who you pick a fight with. But when politics, you really got to be careful because, you know, those knives come out and uh, it's been that way throughout history. So let's hope things work out OK for America. Um, I want to quickly do a brand promo and then we'll go into the, this week's Guys, Guys, Guys. And then I'll bring out our special guest, Benjamin Ritter. Um I just want to mention one thing. I took my son and my wife down to this place. We live in New York City. We went down to this place called Brookfield Place, and it's down on Vesey Street, downtown in the financial district. It's brand new, and there was a uh, celebration for the Lunar New Year, 
and uh, last Sunday. And it's just absolutely, we went to the uh, Oculus and then we walked over underground to this place, Brookfield place that has all these different shops and this big open area. And they had a big, uh, uh, celebration of the lunar, lunar New Year with a lot of indigenous dances from different areas of uh, China and Asia. And it was really magnificent, some of the things they've done. They've made New York City, and particularly downtown, the financial district, a lot more family-friendly. So uh, just if you haven't checked it out, uh, it's, it's a good, it's very, it's spotless clean, brand new. It was really nice, and I'm going to take my son back there. Um I think it would be a good place on a super, super hot day in the summer, too, because I think it would be nice and cool there. It's got nice natural light and uh, could be a lot of fun. And then you can step right outside and you're in the uh, where the docks are, uh, the piers and all that in Battery Park City. So anyhow, I'm thrilled that Benjamin Ritter is going to be with us tonight because he is a relationship person and uh, expert and he's a guy's guy. And the whole Guys, Guys movement, as I've mentioned in the past, got its start with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. You can pick it up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers or some bookstores have it. And that begot my weekly blog on Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com, where I kind of house all my material on my website, but I do a weekly blog. Uh, on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And then we've got Facebook. You can hit, hit me up, Robert Manny, author. I do a, uh, and Twitter, at Robert, Robert Manny, excuse me. I'm doing a daily meme every day for 2017. And I thought it might be tough coming up with original material. And I put it in my own template, but it hasn't been. I, I have a whole, I have about 50 more all ready to go. So that's kind of working out nice. And uh getting a lot of uh, eyeballs on it. So I'm pleased with that. And I'm happy to add some value if I am adding value to you out there. Uh, YouTube, Robert Manny author and all podcasts, all 210, I think we're up to guys, guys, radio podcasts are available on blog talk radio where we are right now, where I'm a featured host, iTunes, Stitcher and tune in radio. So, that's kind of what we're all about. Um, let's talk a little bit about our guest uh, in a moment, and then we'll bring him out. I want to quickly do, excuse me, the guy's guy's guide for this week. And usually I base it on a uh, blog post that I'm writing. And uh, I'll, I'll just top line it because I'm not finished with the blog yet. But I'm basically my blog post this week is going to be about you don't need a wingman. If you're a guy, you don't need a wingman. There's so many opportunities to meet people if you get out there that, um, you know, if you go with a wingman, another guy, you don't know what their agenda is. If you meet, if they're single and you're single and they've got a better uh, gift of gab and they might be better looking, you know, a little more dynamic and sending out the right energy, they, en- they might end up with the, with the girl you're interested in. Or you might end up just hanging out and talking about sports. Uh, if you have a female wing woman, I guess that could work. But again, you know, to really sharpen your social skills and particularly for millennials with so much technology out there. And we're going to talk about this with our guests. You know, there's so much swipe left, swipe right that uh, and texting as a standard way of communication. Very few emails, very few phone calls. And, you know, ultimately, you've got to meet people and get it together face to face. So I'm from the old school of, hi, my name is Lou. Can I buy you a drink? 
because you really have to put yourself on the line and meet people. And you know what? You can meet people uh, in the nighttime in a bar or a club or a restaurant or a, at the gym or whatever. But you can also meet a lot of people. And my guest is going to talk about this, too, because it's in his book. And I, a lot of the insights that I have, he has also, or I could say vice versa. But you can meet women, if you're a guy, in the day. And you don't need a wingman for that. You just need to be organic and chat people up and not make it forced and just talk to people. And you don't have to always talk to like the hottest women you can find. Just talk to anybody. It gets you into the habit of just treating people with dignity and claiming, you know, every recognizing everybody's worth and just being a human. Like you think that New York City people can be an unfriendly place if you're not from here. And, you know, sometimes if you just let it sit there like that, and see everybody's grim face on the subway, uh, it can be that way. And then there's also so many people, and particularly so many women with ear, earbuds on, that like, how do you get to meet people? But you know what? You go to the supermarket, you go to the laundromat, you go to the dry cleaner, you go to the gym, and if you don't come off like a pickup artist, you can meet people. And even if you meet somebody who might not be the girl of your dreams, her best friend might be, or her sister might be. But you can meet a new person who's really cool. I got to tell you, I even from my, uh, you know, my online dating days, I made friends through online dating with a couple of women who that I dated that it didn't work out. We stayed friends and a couple of others who we just began as friends and stayed as friends. Now, you don't want to invest all your time if you're online dating looking for somebody to have new friends specifically. But it's always good to have friends and you never know who they know. And that's just what life is all about. So anyhow. That's kind of what my guy's guy's guide of the week is going to be about the fact that you don't need a wingman to uh, to meet people. And it's better to sharpen up your skills by kind of putting yourself out there on your own. So let's talk a little bit about our guest. I'll bring him out because he's been patiently waiting online. He's, as I mentioned, Benjamin Ritter, professional life dating and relationship consultant, teacher in the fields of public health and interpersonal dynamics. Uh, He's got consulting services that help transform his clients through a focus on personal alignment. And I love the fact that he uses and stresses that alignment because it's so important in life, uh, in areas of life, intentions, values, and expectations for greater health, wealth, and happiness. So if you want to give us a call and ask us a question while we're on the show, 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. Again, his book is The Essentials. And I think... He's in, maybe he's in Chicago. I don't know. Let's find out. We'll bring him on right now. Benjamin Ritter. Good evening, Benjamin. Good evening. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Uh, My pleasure. So where are you calling in from, Ben? I am based out of Chicago, Illinois, but I travel to Los Angeles a decent amount. And then I have clients just pretty much all over because the work can be done electronically as well. Sure. Sure. Well, are you from Chicago originally? I'm born and raised. I grew up in a little suburb called Lincolnwood, which is on the borders of Rogers Park, you know, Chicago and, and Skokie. But I've been living in the city now for probably uh, just over 10 years. Well, it's a fantastic city. Uh, you know, as a New Yorker, I love going to Chicago because uh, – one of the things that tell me if uh, I'm right or wrong here, you know, when you go and when you go out to uh, a bar or restaurant in New York, there's so many, you, it, no matter how long you've been here, you can't keep up with everything, but a lot of them are pretty homogenized uh, uh, 
specific let me let me rephrase that specific when but when you go with the same group of people kind of and they people stay together and they're in their own little group yet you can go to chicago you can go to some of the bars and stuff and you have college kids you have millennials you have gen xers you have boomers everybody kind of mixed up and interacting and i really really like that about the city and it's also very manageable from uh, size wise versus new york what are your thoughts on the on the city of chicago I have traveled a decent amount, and I am unbelievably biased. <laughs> I love the city, and as big as the city, as big as the city is, it's if you go out and you're social and you frequent certain spots or you're part of a certain community, you will see the same people. You develop those relationships, and it's just amazing how many of the people you know are connected to other people that you know. So it's, I call mm-hmm. it kind of the, the, the smallest, largest city. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Or the largest, smallest city. <laughs> well, it is, it is a great place. Uh, and uh, so congratulations on your book, The Essentials. I had, you know, it's a short and sweet uh, with a lot of uh, quick hits, if you will, uh, tips. And it's, I think it's perfect for guys. It can fit in your back pocket. And you've got a lot of space here where you can jot down your notes and refer to it, as you say. So uh, what was kind of your inspiration for uh, the book? Did that come before your uh, business or did the business uh, come <clears throat> from the book or which came first, chicken or the egg? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting when I try to look back and pick out specific experiences that have brought me to where I am today. And you can always put an effect on something and think this caused this, this caused that. But really, I was unhappy with my current situation and that had to do with my professional career, my social situation, uh, the next situation. And it was just me going down this journey of personal development because they don't teach you this in school. They don't teach you how to be attracted or how to hold a conversation with a stranger or how to have, you know, belief in yourself, self-efficacy, or to build confidence or to be aligned within your values. And so I went on this journey and I developed as a person and then eventually actually got headhunted to run a men's boot camp program for a pretty large organization. And during that time of running that program and learning and developing on my own, I wasn't happy with certain things. And I, I also thought that a lot of the information was maybe objectifying women or it had a lot of sales mumbo jumbo within it. So the essentials of the book was kind of this, journey of mine distilled into almost like fortune cookie tidbits of wisdom where you could read something and it could spark almost like an epiphany within you without having to read 300, 400 pages in a book or go out, you know, 50 times to figure out one little thing. And so the book came about through kind of working in my own development. And then through the book came my writing for different websites and, you know, seminars and workshops to build that business. And then now it's kind of, progress into this whole new whole new beast called live for yourself which came from just kind of the seduction area personal development area and now is part of this doctoral program that i'm doing to really solidify it <laughs> so many different segments That's fantastic so what is live for yourself then it's kind of the culmination of everything that i've i've really i feel is the is the is the core of personal development and learning how to be successful in your relationships or professional life. And so live stands for four different pillars. 
the L is is your life, is your where you've come from and where you're going. The I are your intentions with your relationships, with your professional life, with your own sense of self. V are your values, again, with your personal life, your professional life within yourself as well. And E are your expectations, which kind of also translates the boundaries. And each one of those areas, if it's misaligned, leads to depression, anger, frustration. And then in between all that, once you have that foundation, which builds like this core sense of self and self-efficacy and self-confidence, you can learn along the way how to be attractive, how to get out of your head and reframe your perspective on what you can say and can't say, and a variety of other skill sets which makes you kind of uh, just a king when you enter a room and an attractive person. Now, what do you think are the, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about dating for a couple of minutes, because a lot of uh, what you say is about how to be a better person and a better man, but, uh, and a lot of the book is also can be drilled down into, you know, dating, because it says one of your uh, objectives as the book is read this, meet more people, have more sex, and prove yourself. So you cover some perfect areas for guys. So what do you think uh, is going on with men today, um, whether it be millennials or Gen X or boomers or whatever, just overall, what, where, where do men stand right now and where do women stand right now? And why is there this chasm of communication uh, between the two sexes still, as there has been for <laughs> centuries? I think you could write, you could write a couple of books on that. <laughs> yep. When it, at least, what I see with my clients and what I see kind of with men and women is this, that they have the wrong frame of, of mind and perspective. They, they feel that they have to act a certain way. They can't do certain things because it's not allowed or it's not attractive. Uh, they, it's when you go to someone and you, and you say, you can go up to that person and say, ah, you can go up to that person and be flirtatious and it's not wrong. It's okay. That fear you're feeling is just a defense mechanism that's developed over time. This is all just a, a frame of mind and a perspective that sometimes you just have to go out there and try new things that make you uncomfortable to see that what you're afraid of is nothing to be afraid of. And with relationships today, I think a huge issue is this, is this idea of instant gratification through like apps and online dating. But then at the same time, there's not an understanding that everyone is living in their own world. So it's, this person's not into me right now, you know, ask them, this person doesn't like me, you know, next, 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 instead of saying everyone evolves in a relationship on their own time. And so it's about tempering your reactions and being respectful of other people and allowing relationships to develop organically. And that, and that makes you attractive. Now, uh, how about for the ladies? Is it the same? Is it, is this, one what, of the biggest you, things you, I see with women. Well, I guess I guess I'm trying to drill down a little bit um, into some of the specifics in terms of like what you know from 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 interviewing a lot of uh, relationship experts who are women. Uh, they have told me that their biggest challenge with female clients is um, attempting to get them to dial down their masculinity, if you will, that comes from work. And when they work with guys, their biggest challenge is to get them to kind of dial up their take charge, be, you know, be a guy because women ultimately want men to be men. 
and with the everything that's happening in terms of women uh, finally getting some of the recognition they've earned and uh, deserve, they've taken a take charge role, particularly in business and in uh, their professional careers. And uh, guys are their role is a little bit less uh, clearly defined right now. So sometimes you have the women kind of you know, steamrolling some of the guys in uh, the relationships. Do you uh, run into that at all where there's a little bit of confusion on uh, from the guy's behalf and some of the women are, uh, uh, you know, have to dial themselves back a little bit. And because of that, you get guys kind of sitting home in their tidy whities using apps and online dating. And it's just a quick, uh, you know, quick uh, satisfaction they're looking for, not really taking the time to, get to know somebody and get into a relationship. I know I threw a lot out, a lot at you, but take your time and uh, just give us your thoughts. Yeah. Just to summarize what I said about men, I think the main issue with men is fear and the perspective that they have on dating and relationships. And I'll just leave that there for now. And one of the main things that I see as an issue with women is that they're not clear with what they want. And so they, they're waiting because they're nervous or they're fearful of what the relationship is or they don't want they, – they think that stating their intentions for a relationship is going to make them unwanted. And I see with a lot of my clients, their biggest issue is being in relationships that aren't the types of relationships they want or not being clear about the type of relationship they want initially and up front. And if you don't do that, you end up caring about someone and emotionally invested in someone that isn't on the same page as you. And I, I totally agree on, on one hand that women may need to feminize their actions in some sense, but I don't think that's the main issue or concern. I think if a man is on the same page as a woman, that's not going to throw him off. If a woman takes initiative, it's 2017, sometimes that's welcomed by certain men because men and women tend to balance themselves out. If a woman's more masculine, sometimes the man is going to be a little bit more feminine. So I don't really see that as a major as a major concern with the clients that I have. It's more just women not stating what they really want from their relationships out of fear as well. So uh, they're not having the talk with the guys because a lot of times women want a relationship and guys are not as good at paying attention and really seeing where the women are coming from. And a lot of times women expect men to kind of know what's going on based on certain cues whether it be physical or verbal or different type of cues they give you that they, that because they are more in tune with that stuff than guys are, they expect men to know. So talk to us about that. I hear it so, so many times where a woman's like, I, I for sure think he's not seeing somebody else or the man. Oh, sh- there's, there's no way she's seeing somebody else. And it's this assumptions that leads to pain. It's, without clear communication, even if you think there are cues, everyone interprets things throughout their own lens. So if a woman wants a relationship, she will perceive actions in, you know, in alignment towards that relationship. Or if she just wants to hook up, she'll see actions as if she just wants to hook up. So that's one, one part of it. Another part of it is a woman may want a relationship or a man may want a relationship, but then they'll go out with someone on the first date and sleep with them, or they'll run around with multiple partners. Now, you may say you want something, but your actions are showing something else. So when it comes to communication and not assumptions, and then also acting in alignment with your actual intentions for your relationship, because all you can control is how you act. 
you can and you can't assume someone else's intentions. You can only live your own intentions. Mm-hmm. Now you are. The majority of your clients, are they guys or women? Surprisingly, actually, when I, when I started the business, it was all men because I worked for another company. But mm-hmm. women, I, I give them credit. They are so gung-ho about personal development, dating, and relationships. Sure. And, and men are too, but I would say it's probably split pretty equally. Mm-hmm. And what do you see as uh, – do you find uh, – you talk about – well. I guess one of the issues in your approach is you talk a lot about things like alignment and intent, and there's kind of a spiritual aspect to it and being present and taking action and really uh, managing yourself and knowing yourself from the inside out as a way to uh, engage with the world and other people. Where did, uh, if that's correct, let me know. And if it's not, just tell me, no, 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 that's not what I'm doing. But um, where did that come from? Where did your kind of, uh, inside out perspective come from because if it is that way i actually agree with you <laughs> yeah and i i veer away from spirituality just because some people are spiritual some people just, are not and i almost mm-hmm. just kind of perceive it as self-awareness and that came from because when i was working with men initially i didn't get this concept it was don't fear rejection because no one can reject you because they're just rejecting whatever they view from the world not your view of the world Go out there with confidence. You know, your body language has to be on point. Don't worry about what they're going to say. Be self-aware. And all this comes down to if you know who you are internally and you're solid with your values and your intentions and you have that foundation, no one else's perspective of you, the same things that we were trying to teach about not fearing rejection and just talking randomly to strangers, because that, that could be fearful if you don't really have that solid foundation. Like, that solid foundation makes everything else not, like, that's the core of everything else. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> I don't need to tell you don't be afraid because you're not going to be afraid anymore. I don't have to tell you go talk to that person. Don't worry, that person, you're not offending them by talking to them. Because all of a sudden now, you're so certain of yourself and so solid that other people's perceptions don't bother you. They're, you don't worry about what they're assuming of you. You don't want to worry what they're thinking about you. And you actually can be present in the moment. And you can comment on situational things and, and flirt and be funny and comment on something about the person as well and build trust and comfort and all these things that are part of attracting uh, someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on what you want. Now, a lot of people, um, I agree, uh, a, a lot of people, though, uh, want to do that and how, without giving away the, you know, all your goodies, how, how do you, what are some of the things you do with your clients or you can recommend for our listeners in terms of being able to make those positive steps to being more present with who you really are and having a, an alignment more with your intentions uh, and your choices so the first step that I would say is drop drop your intention. So when you're when you're going to speak to people, don't you're not trying to sleep with them, especially if you're just starting. You're not trying to attract them. You're just trying to interact with your world that's around you. Because if you drop your intention, you, you stop worrying about what are they thinking of me? What am I going to say next? And then you can start being aware of your surroundings and comment on something situationally or comment on 
what someone is doing or what they're wearing in a way to start a conversation. And you can continue a conversation because you're listening to what that person is saying back to you instead of worrying about what you're going to say to get to some specific goal, like some specific intention that you have. Because the key to conversations is not talking. It's taking what someone gives you and and running with it (laughs) and working Mm -hmm. with it and commenting on it and asking another question related to it. Okay. Uh, very good. Um, it's guys, guys radio. Our special guest is Benjamin Ritter. We're talking about his, uh, practice as well as his book, the essentials. You broke the book into a couple of main sections and I just have flipped it open, uh, to situational and approach preparation. So this is, uh, this area is a little more, uh, location specific, a little more pragmatic. Tell us a little bit about how, why it's important to kind of scope out where you're going and aligning your energy, if you will, and your behavior to the places you're going out to if you want to meet new people. Because I have been speaking a lot of theory. I mean, <laughs> and so there's not a lot of technicalities in this, but when I'm working with clients and when you're learning this field, you need to know those technicalities. You need to know those strategies because you've never learned them before and you probably aren't doing them. There's a lot of positive benefits that can come to knowing where you're going out and knowing your surrounding area. If you have a one place that you go to all the time, you now have a certain level of comfort in that location where that comes off every time you have a conversation with someone. When you know the bartender and you can make a comment to them like your friends or you can talk to the door guy or you're outside and you can talk to the, the local um, uh, uh, local Starbucks cashier, anyone, because give you the yep, day too, mm-hmm. you, you display a certain level of confidence and status, you, you might want to call it status, that's incredibly attractive. You're much more in your elements per se. Now, you also mentioned, which I really like, and I think this is a real gem, and that's, uh, you know, meeting women during the day. Um, I always, I've met a ton of women during the day, and I find that, you know, you don't, if you know, as long as you don't come on as, you know, creepy, you know, every people's guard are down a little bit uh, during the day. You can be more conversational. It's less tension. You don't have to put pressure on the situation, and you might fall into an organic conversation. Tell us kind of how you came up with your thoughts on uh, meeting new people during the day versus, you know, the pressure of going out at night. Yeah, I love I love meeting people during the day. I think we pass by a lot of opportunities throughout our normal everyday lives that could lead to some amazing relationships. But we're too focused on our phone or work or getting to wherever we're going to really pay attention to the people around us. The reason why the daytime I believe is so much better than the evenings is because people aren't really expecting to be hit on. They're not expecting to, you know, have to ward off unwanted advances. So during the day, you can actually approach someone and talk to them and they're not going to initially be on guard and be kind of concerned because let's be real. You're talking to a stranger. (laughs) And and so that when, when it's a friendly conversation that someone's just going about their day, it's a lot less threatening, a lot less, fearful and you can create an instant kind of level of comfort that you can't get during the evening times when you're at a bar or something like that, especially if you've been drinking. Yeah, of course. 
now that we've gotten uh, kind of checking out the lay of the land and, you know, if you have your favorite haunts, et cetera, the next step in your process is really um, kind of making the initial connection. And uh, we don't want to give away everything that's in the book, but maybe there's a couple of tips we can talk about. I just pulled up uh, page 82. Create three conversation starters relevant to your life, which you can use to begin and continue an approach. I think that's a great idea. Um, give us an example of one of those, if you, if you have one. I was actually going to bring this up because, again, we don't get taught how to have conversations with strangers, and we don't have conversations with strangers throughout our day. So we're not trying to be attractive. We're not trying to create conversation with someone we don't know, so we're probably not going to be very good at it when we get the opportunity. So to have three stories that are going on in your life right now that you can start talking about is, is a wonderful opportunity. Like, for example, I could probably bring up Valentine's Day. And I could talk about, you know, what I did on Valentine's Day or the gifts that I got on Valentine's Day or talk about uh, the fact that I'm going to go hoard all the half-off chocolate <laughs> about uh-huh. Valentine's Day. Um, I could also talk about the fact that I have to fly to L.A. every other month. And um, and so it really just you want to look into your life and think about things that you've been doing or questions that you have and then use those as, as ways to kind of steer conversations into stories. Because a lot of times people aren't going to offer information unless you offer it first. So you can say right. hello, and you could, you could say, you know, how's your day going? And be like, hey, you know what? I have to go to L.A. like every other month. Um, I, usually, I usually, you know, look up like, spots that I don't really know about, but do you have any suggestions? You know, you know? So you really can – what do you have going on in your life that you can bring up in conversation? that can keep a conversation going. Got it. You have two interesting points on page 98 of your book. Um, one is gaining approval from her friends. I always found that if you're, you know, meeting, a, you know, if you meet, you want to approach a woman, she's with her friends. You have to kind of get the group on your side. Um, you have to get their approval and you want to be fun, positive, as you say, and non-threatening. Could you talk to our audience a little bit about that? Of course. So it's basically so gaining, out, gaining, gaining approval of her friends. And the yeah, importance. of course. When you're out and about and there's more than just one person you're interested in, usually people are out as a group. The friends are there to protect the one you know person that you may be interested in if there's one person that you're focused on. And sometimes people kind of ignore the friends or they try hitting on the friends too. <laughs> But really, mm-hmm. all you really want to do is gain approval. And approval just means they think you're a safe person for their friend to hang out with. That all, that's all it means. So it's yep. actually just speaking to them almost like you would speak to one of your best guy friends. And you're going to them and treating them not like someone that you're attracted to, but almost like a, almost like a sister. And you're speaking to them. You're showing interest in them. You can even make a joke, be like, you know, I'm going to steal your friend away for for 10 minutes or so. I promise I'll bring her back. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so like by that. doing that, you're building like a realm of trust. And sometimes in really great situations, her friends will actually be your best wingman. I know you said you don't need a wingman, but if you can make her friends support you and promote you, like if you can find something you have in common with her friends, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you have a whole kind of team cheering you on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's yeah, I, I I totally I totally get that. I think I think my reference is a little bit different. That you don't want to you know you don't want uh, you got to go out. Ultimately, you're on your own. Do you need to win the crowd if you're with your friends? Absolutely. So I 100% agree with that. Um, you also say on the same page, and maybe we can help some of the guys out there on this. Do not qualify or show obvious signs of attraction or interest until she has shown that she's attracted and interested first. And I think women do send us signals that they're interested, but they're a lot more subtle uh, than a lot of times guys pick up on. Guys, you know, are big on the obvious. And if, obviously, if the woman's touching them, uh, you know, repeatedly or, you know, really big eyed and facing them squarely and just gushing over them, you know, they'll get it. They'll get it. But what are some of the uh, less uh, obvious cues that women give guys to kind of let them know that, like, hey, uh, I'm somewhat interested in getting to know you better, um, but it's up to you, buddy, to pick up the ball and notice that I'm giving you the green light to continue the conversation or whatever. Yeah, and to note, real, to note first, too, the reason why I say do not qualify or show interest first is because you want to make sure that you're not investing too much into a person that you don't know. When someone invests too much into something, it makes the person that's getting invested in almost confused and think that you aren't worth it, think that you're kind of a lower value. It's like, why is this person investing in me? They don't know me. I haven't told them anything about myself yet. So it decreases kind of your status per se. So if you wait for her to show she's attracted to you with obvious signs or subtle signs, then you've already built that, that level of attraction that you need to continue the relationship. Some of those signs that are more subtle, other than the fact that she may be talking to you for an hour and a half, <laughs> a woman's talking to you exactly. for longer right. than 15 minutes, <laughs> get her She's phone interested. number. You can display yeah. interest. But so if a woman positions her body towards you, let's say she's facing you forwards and she, her arms aren't crossed, She's showing positive body language. She's displaying vulnerable areas like her neck. She's playing with her hair. She's showing you kind of like her open palms and wrists. Those are all signs that she trusts you and she's attracted to you. She's leaning into you. So those are all really subtle signs. Eye contact, Mm -hmm. licking her lips. Of course, light touches against you as well. Those Those are all kind of more subtle signs. And if she's licking your lips, it's even better, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully the men know what I mean. You also mentioned something, page 108, and then I, I don't want to go through the whole book because I want people to buy your book, but you talk about anchoring a little bit um, and the importance of it. Could you just discuss the concept a little bit with people so they're aware of it and uh, are mindful of how to deploy that in their own interactions, uh, Benjamin? Yeah, the most simple way I can describe anchoring is when you wake up and smell cookies baking and you get taken back to your childhood. An anchor is something that it could be a memory or a feeling or a person that is almost cemented in your memory due to the emotions that you felt during that, during that memory, during that experience. So it's almost like when you are dating someone for a long time, you break up and you see them again, your body automatically responds to them sexually if you were sexual with them for a long period of time because that's how your body knows to react. So when you're with somebody, (laughs) high, high emotional states tend to be really great anchors. 
So if you can take someone through emotional peaks, through fun, through playfulness, through games, through doing anything interactive, like almost like even playing sports or shooting basketball hoops or going bowling, anything like that, Mm -hmm. can create emotional peaks that kind of anchor yourself to that person in a way too. It's the same reason why abusive relationships last so long because there's high emotional states that people almost get addicted to. Another thing that you can kind of use is let's say someone's at home in bed and it's late at night and you know that they're probably alone. If you send them a message or a funny emoji or kind of like a meme and you get them to respond emotionally to that and laugh when they have no other distractions around them, you again, you are again almost creating an anchor point in yourself, but you are this fun person. You are this positive person in their life. Mm-hmm. Not fantastic. Uh, let me ask you one last question. Then we'll get into your uh, practice and you can uh, give all your information to our listeners so they can follow up and get a hold of you. Um, Sex on the first date, you briefly mentioned uh, something about that earlier on. What's your uh, thoughts on that for both guys and for women, and is there a difference in uh, that consideration? I am all for sexuality and sexual exploration and fun. I just really want people to understand that it can have a negative effect if you have sex with someone you're interested in too soon. It can it can create a false expectation that you don't want a relationship. And I also find that you don't really know the person. You don't know if they're actually attracted to you. So if you are looking for a relationship and you have sex immediately, that person is still getting to know you. It doesn't mean they're going to want to be with you. So you can create an emotional investment through physical investment and end up hurt later on. So if you're really looking for a relationship, sex initially can confuse things and also doesn't actually tell you if the person likes you or is interested in you. By delaying that, you actually get to know someone and a person isn't going to invest like four or five dates if they're not <laughs> getting some physical intimacy out of it, mm-hmm. if, they're not, if they're not interested in you for a relationship. Now, if you just want to have fun or, I mean, really, if you just want to have fun, because I can't say just have sex on the first date and everything will be okay, because it can but it does lead someone potentially getting hurt because it doesn't mean you both are on the same page. Well said, well stated. Okay. Uh, great job, Benjamin. Um, why don't you tell our audience where they can uh, pick up the essentials, where they can learn more about you and where they can uh, uh, engage you for your services and find you on social media. So, of course. It's just Benjamin hyphen Ritter.com. It's B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N hyphen Ritter, R-I-T-T-E-R.com. You can find the essentials through there. It links onto Amazon. It's in paperback and the electronic format. I highly suggest getting the paperback version because it's just kind of the format it was meant to be in. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Ritter Benj, R-I-T-T-E-R-B-E-N-J. And you can go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com as well. You can find my podcast that way. I'm really Googleable. You can just type in Benjamin Ritter. You can find all my articles, my website, and such as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, Benjamin, it's a pleasure to meet you. I know we met through a group we're part of at uh, Facebook, and I'm glad you uh, contacted me and have been so professional throughout the process. And uh, you did a fantastic job, and I think you're doing really great work. And uh, best of luck to you and keep going. And thank you so much for having me on. 
and I look forward to maybe being on again in the future. That would be good. And I'm going to check out your podcast, too. I'm going to give it a listen. <laughs> maybe you'll need a guest Wonderful. there, too. We'll see. All right. I would, okay. I would love to have you on. All right. Well, let's follow up on that. We'll do it. Um, that's our special guest for this evening, Ben Ritter. Again, check out his book, The Essentials. You can put it in your back pocket, guys. It's got plenty of room for notes, and it's got a ton of great tips. And uh, you know what I really like about Benjamin's approach is that there's specifics in there in terms of dating and connecting with the opposite sex or whoever you want to connect with. But there's also uh, some conceptual stuff that really uh, sets the sets the plate up the right way where um, you really have to start at the beginning, if you will. And you have to really deal with the concepts before you put everything into practice. And I think if you follow uh, how Benjamin lays it out there, I think you'll have a lot of success. So good luck, everybody, with that. And once again, thank you, Benjamin. And uh, we'll be talking again soon. All right. Okay, that's our show for this evening. Um, we're going to be back next Wednesday for another podcast of Guys Guys Radio. We have another special relationship guest. I wanted to do a month of relationship guests. I know I do a lot of wellness people and sports people, etc. Uh, and we've got a guy, uh, Mark Stefanishin, Stefanishin, and he is a relationship expert also. So we've got another guy, another guys guy on here. So looking forward to that next week. And until then... Um, I think alignment was the key word that really stood out for me that our special guest Benjamin had uh, talked about. And I make it a major part of my own personal practices to align myself with what I'm interested in and what I choose. And a lot of people are into, you know, manifesting and uh, wanting to manifest. And I think where sometimes they get tripped up is they are all about wanting which keeps them in a state of want instead of being in a state of alignment where they can choose what they want to be aligned to and let things kind of flow to them more energetically through vibration and frequency, etc. So keep that in mind and remember that uh, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>